This is Issues 2021. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director of Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Welcome to Issues 2021 in this new year, Jeremy. Well, thank you. I'm excited to get rid of last year and come into the new year. <laughs> yeah, we like to get that one in the rearview mirror. Uh, would you define uh, the Center for Economic Development and Business Research, what it is and, and what it does, Jeremy? We are the data geeks for the entire city and state. So if you want to know something about the economy, we've got the numbers, uh, stuff that's publicly available and stuff that we crunch to help give us all insights on where we're at and where we're going. I'm not sure I'm familiar with that term, data geeks. Is that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> so we just, we're so geeky, we, we look at hard numbers all every day, all day, and run big and, equations. And you find it fascinating. Okay. Uh, it is. Yeah. How long have you been with the center, Jeremy? I've been here since 2009. So for quite a while now. Now, what did you do before that? I was at a similar center in Georgia. Well, a couple of different centers. Well, I did a water policy center, a short stint of a couple of years. But uh, part of that, it was about eight years of a center in Georgia down in Southeast doing the exact same thing, looking at regional economies, understanding what's going on, and, and helping both business and community leaders grow. Okay, so where are you from then originally? Well, my family's from Kansas, uh, you know, Homestead. Yeah. Uh, and I grew up and graduated Topeka High, but I was born in Georgia. Okay. Local media uh, pays a good deal of attention to your work and your forecasts. And, but what about uh, other media around the state and even the nation? Are they paying attention to what you're, what you're putting out? Absolutely. We, we just yesterday we did something in Kansas City and Topeka, and, uh, plus a small communities all across the state will pick up our the data that we create for them. So we do population forecastings like that. So they use that regularly. Uh, and not only that, we go across the state. And so then I engage with media uh, almost on a, at least on an annual basis. And uh, of course, the, uh, the web page is getting, a, getting the word out too, I guess, huh? Yeah, we have. Uh, so sometimes the media won't even call me. They'll go to one of our websites. We have one for our main website and one just for just the, those data geeks like me. Now, is your information uh, being used and useful to local and state government, Jeremy? Absolutely. So um, we'll have uh, legislators that will call sometimes and say what's going on with, you know, a sector of the economy or population because they're dealing with a policy. Um, so, and then businesses will call us too. Uh, we've had them local and all across the region who will call us and say they're trying to make a decision of expansion, uh, either locally or globally, and they'll, they'll use our data. Uh, to make some of those informed decisions. That's what you're there for. But <laughs> we uh, want to focus. We want to focus on your employment forecast for this year uh, of 2021. But first, I'd like to ask for just a general statement uh, from you on how this pandemic has impacted our local and state economies. Sure, it it has definitely put a big um, shift in what we were expecting the previous year. Right, we were expecting some pretty solid growth last year. And it curtailed all of that growth. Um, in recent months, we are still not back to where we were. And th instead of creating new jobs, we're just filling the same positions we had before. So we're still kind of in a different position than we, we previously anticipated. As we begin the new year, what do you see for employment for the state of Kansas? First of all, let's look at the state. What about the state? So our forecast for the state is, is a little bit more optimistic than what our annual 
expectation would be. But again, most of those jobs are really jobs that are coming back that were offline and coming back online. Uh, we actually have a, an acceleration of our growth because we see less clouds in the sky because of COVID. There's a lot more certainty. And so we see a, a continued improvement uh, across the state. So uh, numbers, figures, percentages? Oh, on yeah, I think, yeah, our, yeah, our growth is uh, about 0.9% growth for the state, which, again, is a pretty solid growth uh, for what we would do at an annual basis, but still below where we were a year ago. Yeah, if you looked at that, and, for, and you, like I said, you've been at this for, what, nine, ten years or whatever uh, for Kansas, you look at a nine-tenths percent growth, how does that stack up with other years? Has there been a b- bigger years, smaller years, I'm sure, than that, right? Yes. So for, for Kansas, if you look back at 16 and 17, we went to almost flat to declining. It depends on which year. Uh, so we had almost no growth at all. Um, then we were picking back up to around 0.3 to 0.5%. And then now we see that we're coming. Actually, our growth for next year is uh, for Kansas 0.7%, around 9,000 jobs for this next year. So this is an acceleration. However, when you average this out over you know, more than a decade, you'd see that a 0.7% is, is, a, is a fairly decent growth for the Kansas economy. Yeah, you're talking 3 to 5%. Wow, that's, that sounds like a huge number in light of what we've seen the past couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. What about, uh, let's hear what you're forecasting for the Wichita area. So for Wichita, we have, we expect to see around just over 2,000 jobs to be generated in the economy. Uh, this is similar to that same conversation as, as Kansas, where uh, we are growing kind of where our annual average would be in a good year. But again, those jobs are really refilling those positions. Now, the problem for the Wichita area is, although we're pulling back those jobs in restaurants and healthcare and retail, we do still, we don't think it's going to be very optimistic for all sectors, particular our manufacturing side of the economy. We think we could still lose a few jobs because it's going to take growth in the global economy to really spur the growth and demand in that manufacturing and get more of that supply chain moving again. Because you're talking about manufacturing, we're speaking about primarily uh, the aircraft industry and spirit and the big uh, setback, not only the pandemic, but that 737 MAX uh, program took a huge hit. Although, Jeremy, are we not seeing some signs that uh, it may make a comeback here in the next uh, couple of years? Yes, I think we're, we're past that curve of the 737 MAX. It's been certified. It's coming back. Uh, I know Spirit would would like to ramp it up more. The the only concerns now is we just have a lot of of, of the um, fuselages just sitting out there that need to be worked off. And so we need to open up the, the economy. More people need to start flying, and then we can start replacing some of that commercial fleet. So we have good news and a positive outlook for aerospace. It just is going to take a while to filter down to really ramping up the big jobs that we were looking at just in 2008 and 19 that we were trying to get. We're just not there. I was in a store at the mall. <laughs> I have been to the mall very often, but in a mall the other night and uh, struck up a conversation with a woman who was uh, shopping for a, a dress for her daughter. But she's, she was from Attica, uh, Kansas, and also New York. She splits her time. But I said, what do you do in Attica? She said they have a company that makes parts for airplanes. In other words, it kind of illustrates the fact that you have Spirit out there and you have the, the aircraft companies here, the three or four, 
but you also have so many of those sub those small contractors. Talk about that and, and their importance to our economy. Oh yes. So when I go across the state and you get down to Montgomery or up, up in Salina and even some other small towns all across the area, they may not have aerospace in the name of the company, but they could be a machine shop or they could be a fabricated metals or they could even do services. We have a lot of the service side in even in Kansas City that will do all kinds of work and support for the aerospace sector. So when you look at just $1 being generated because of a of spirit, it really flows through not just the Wichita area, it's flowing to many other communities across the state that then creates a dollar in their community and supports additional jobs. It definitely is a one of our biggest multipliers and biggest drivers to the state economy and Wichita economy. We look at the overall local economy and you know, these vaccinations, they say are going to ramp up in the coming months. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of it yet, but uh, will that give the local economy a shot in the arm, if you will? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, even if the the execution of the vaccines and coming out gets delayed even more, the more that comes out, it's going to probably increase consumer confidence and being able to go out. Companies can really start, you know, relaxing some of the standards and be able to open up because it's going to be safer. So I think it's going to that's that's the biggest driver. And that's why our forecast got revised up from October. We think it's going to continue to do better. Um, I don't think we're going to be it's going to not going to be such a shot in the arm. We're going to create new jobs and new opportunities. It's just about reopening up the market and bringing those people who've been furloughed or laid off back in to the job they had before or a new job where the market might take us. You're listening to Issues 2021 or 2021 here on the Intercom Radio Stations, and our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director of the Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. And, Jeremy, we're talking about the Boeing 737 MAX, and we talk about that a lot, but I think sometimes uh, I kind of lose track that there, there are other aircraft <laughs> companies here in town, small aircraft, smaller aircraft companies, uh, Bombardier and and Cessna and, and uh, what what do you look for on, on those on the uh, smaller aircraft uh, providers? Are they going to is their manufacturing going to tick up? You think? Well, you know they're we don't they're private companies. We don't have all the detailed information, but there was already signs of of that improvement in the business jet market because of what COVID's done, and we finally worked off the used fleet. You know the market's changed significantly for it. So although we've had you know. It feels like it's forever, but this last decade, because of the Great Recession, really plummeted that um, business jet market. That's changed now. So we should, you know, shed that our old thoughts of what business jets are just dying in Wichita and not doing well. Uh, it, you know, that market's going to shift and can be a lot better to as a job creator for our economy going forward. So uh, I think we should be very excited about that one. And the military side was doing really well over the last couple of years. We'll see how the changes in the presidential, uh, this presidential election and Congress uh, affairs on the military side. It was improving. Uh, it might, it might come back down, but uh, it's still, as far as I've seen, a little too early for us to, to take too many claims on how that might change and how it affects the Wichita economy. But they're all aerospace and they're all interconnected. When, when we talk about manufacturing, I, I immediately I think about the aerospace industry. But it's, are there other forms of manufacturing as well? Uh, in the oh yeah okay 
Yeah, we, we do we do a lot of different things. So although we say aerospace, you, as you already identified, we also have the supply chain, and it could be in the machinery side or fabricated metals or um, even composites that we're doing. Now, some of that feeds back to aerospace, but some of it feeds to oil and gas or um, farm equipment or even lawnmowers. That's all on the durable side, things that are hard and touch you can kick. But we have some non-durables that fit into dog food and things like that, too. Uh, we have less of it, but we still have some that where we're producing uh, food-related goods or goods that might uh, expire in a certain amount of time. Right. So in this coming year, in the year ahead, what are you seeing uh, for retail sales locally? Right. So retail is going to be a tricky one because it's with COVID and confidence really driving it. Plus, we got this shot. You're talking about shot in the arm, a shot in the arm from the stimulus. The problem is we're still holding on to cash, right? If you're at upper middle income and higher income, you're holding on to cash. Our outlook is going to be optimistic. We think retail sales should be coming back. It, the only problem is this could be curtailed any given day, given uh, an issue in spikes in um, COVID or you know, additional shutdowns or policies that might affect it. So if you take out those different factors, because it's hard to forecast those, we think there's plenty of cash sitting out there to come out there and to consume. Um, my fear is if, if, if some of those policies get in the way, and we just build up more cash. Some of those with that have built up a lot of cash in their their wallet will go out and buy big, big, big purchases or big vacations that might leak out of our economy. But uh, I think that's going to be minor right now. I think things are still improving in such a way that we could see a lot more consumption over the next, uh, maybe not so much in this first quarter, but at least in the second quarter, we'll see a, another big spike in consumption of goods. Did you say sitting on cash and not going out and shopping, not going out and buying things? I mean, a lot of that probably has to do with the pandemic and and, uh, and people just being, you know, when times get tough, their, their mentality becomes they pull in their horns, don't they? Right. Uh, and and we're, we're very good that, at that in Kansas and Wichita. We've, <laughs> we tend to hold more cash just because we've had some more volatile economies and we're used to, you know, bad times being really bad. So you have to save up. And when you hear a little bit of negative news or you don't like the shift in, in policies, think, well, it's time to hold. Uh, and that's a good thing. That's a natural response to, you know, negative news. We just had so much negative news, you know, we've, we've kind of held a little, maybe a little too much. And that's been draining on our small business um, part of our economy where they're struggling to get that. They need some cash, too, just to keep their doors open. And that's my the balance between the two. Well, maybe somebody will buy a house or something. Let's talk about real estate. Uh, uh, let's talk about uh, home sales. What do, you, what do you see about the the, uh, the the home sales market? Well, that was a you know one of the big surprises of last year, and, and the surprise to the upside, where because of COVID, we had this big shift in demand of what people wanted and where they wanted to live. Right? They wanted an extra house for a office space or for kids to study or to have more room around their yards because of COVID. And so lots of demand behind there. Now, Stan Longhofer from the Center for Real Estate at Wichita State does their forecast. And uh, as I recall, it was still pretty optimistic for this next year. Not sure how much more demand is going to be out there, how much more of the shuffling of cards of houses will be out there, you know, and how it will continue. Probably a little bit more, but at some point that might slow down at, you know, in the long run because, 
it was a very hurried pace of how much real estate was moving this last year and the, the demand for and value of houses going up. That probably would have been a better question for Stan, but he's not with us, so I hit you with it. You know, it's it's interesting because we've seen it in our shop here and I so, so many others that uh, if I look down the hall in this building, uh, the people aren't here anymore. Uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of people working from home, and that's got to have a I would think would have an impact on business, real estate, and office space, and so forth, because people are working from home more. What do you think? Oh yeah, the downtown has has taken a hit, and and it's a hit at the wrong time. I mean, downtown is doing really good, expanding, getting some new life in it, and a lot of excitement. Uh, and this moved people from working downtown to all the suburbs surrounding communities around us, and that means all of a sudden there's demand for food and retail on the outskirts and not in downtown. Now, some of this is going to work really well for some people, and we probably won't come back quite to the demand we had before. But honestly, there's a lot of value and reasons for people to work next to each other in office spaces. And and I imagine some of that will has already been coming back, and I imagine a lot of it will come back. And I don't think that will necessarily deter downtown in the long run. There's a lot of growth momentum, a lot of opportunity. It just, it won't fill back with the same employers and same jobs. New employers will have to fill in some of those vacancies to to really get that back to where it was pre-pandemic. And do you monitor population growth? Uh, uh, yes, yes. We, so what, no, we do that. We are the official, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me, what, what do you do there? <laughs> we are the official uh, population forecasters for Kansas. So we, um, we produce a a population age cohort for every single county in the state. And we just did our release this last year, so we've just updated our forecast. So what are you looking at for population growth? Uh, you want to look at uh, the local area? You want to look at the state? Tell, tell us whatever, what you've got there. Right. Well, the, the population trends is that we're having a slowing growth every year, right? And that's similar to the nation. We're just slowing a little bit faster than the nation and not growing nearly as fast as the nation. Uh, at the state level or the Wichita area. Um, You know, there's a few drivers for that, and it changes, depends on where we're looking around the state. But if you get to the Wichita area, we have some of that aging workforce, a lot of that who've who've really aged out. And because of COVID, they've even taken early retirements, and then they follow their their kids or grandkids uh, and leave this economy. And that's that's what's uh, slowing our growth. But I don't think we should take it as a negative thing. Is we do have a positive outlook. It'll be big shifts. Matter of fact, we're forecasting shifts demographically across races that uh, will have a lot larger growth in minorities, particularly here, uh, over the next uh, fifteen to twenty years. Are you seeing the college grads uh, at one time seeing the college grads leaving the state? Kind of an alarm. We had a kind of a brain drain going on there. Is that is that still something that we ought to think about? Right. Some of the issues that we had, particularly if we want to get really personal to the Wichita area, is that we had a lot of the very um, professional engineers like that left after aerospace. And that was kind of one of the weighing down effects of really college-educated people. Um, but if you look at the actual trends, not our forecast, um, there's we're filling in some of that gaps. There were some uh, largest increases were of minorities locally, with getting higher advanced degrees. So, um, you know, although it's, it's 
for any economy to lose a highly educated workforce is not good. It's a driver for economic growth. Uh, the benefit, however, is we're seeing you know some opportunities and upward mobility for other people within Wichita and within the state that move into this market to advance their degrees, advance their opportunities, and, and move up in their career. You know, if I look at this, we were all set up. We had we had a we have a brand new stadium in Wichita. We have a brand new library. We have you know building going up and up and down the the river corridor. It seemed like there were some blocks in place for a terrific year in 2020 until the wheels came off. But are we coming back? What's your general outlook, Jeremy, for the next year or two here in South Central Kansas? Well, I'm glad you brought up, you know, some of the physical infrastructure and some of the excitement that we had. You know, that's one of the things you cannot just disappear. COVID's not going to get rid of a stadium, right? This is an asset, you know, and it's, it's a value to this community that will help attract new people, attract companies, um, and it adds quality of life. So when you look at a growth opportunity, as we turn the corner, markets open up, businesses want to create new jobs again, they're going to look at communities that have those resources, and that's where they're going to expand. It's not that we're the economy in, in the U.S. is not going to expand. They're going to find new opportunities. So when a community has invested in themselves and create this physical infrastructure, this capacities to grow, that's where the growth is going to occur, right? And and that's one of those things that's a little harder to forecast uh, because I look at trends and that's something that might change a trend to attract some new growth. Uh, but I, I will get off my normal, since you're talking about a couple of years, our normal forecast is one year. I get off of that, that for a second and talk about the infrastructure building that we did. I think that would play very well in the long-term future. People might not want to be densely compact in markets going forward. And although we think we're in a big city, we're actually a very open city with really lots of real estate and even our manufacturing could grow with bigger footprints. We're actually positioned really well with great amenities to grow in the future. Um, so I think in the long-term, I think we have some a, a pretty bright outlook um, and I'm known for not having the most optimistic outlooks, by the way. So I, I do think we have a bright outlook for it. Well, that's, that's good. Now, you're getting uh, some good quality data geeks in there helping you out? How, how are the students that are helping you? They are, <laughs> know what they're doing? Yes. So, you know, the university puts out a lot of students. We don't have any students on staff right now oh, yeah. working okay. on projects. But, but we have used them in the past. And, you know, I know actually I've been communicating with a couple in the last few months who are who graduated and trying to find new jobs within their regional economy and across the state. And it's quite impressive to see, you know, students working for the Kent City Federal Reserve or other places like that in spirit. So they get placed and, and they add a lot of value. Big data crunchers when they can do it. That's one of the biggest demand skills out there to be able to crunch data and interpret that. Um, so the university does a good job on, on trying to create that experience and knowledge and ability because employers are demanding that. I've been watching what you've been doing for the past few years. And, and uh, for me, I'm convinced that uh, you've, you've, uh, you've had a great role to play with some really interesting facts. We need facts and figures and good, good information to do any kind of planning. And uh, I want to congratulate you doing a great job out there. And thanks for being with us again this week. Uh, our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director of the Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. That's all for this edition of Issues 2021. 
And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.